Happy Monday, everybody. This is Mary Clark. Welcome to my podcast, Mother Mary Monday. Every Monday, I'll share discovery stories, life lessons, and encourage you to seek and find your best you. Hi, everybody. Happy Monday. I'm here with a message that I hope you find super encouraging. Um, I love how things unfold and it's like a little light bulb on top of my head. That's exactly what I want to talk about now in my podcast. I'm now in that, I'm now in that mode, which is really fun. Um, so this Monday, I'm going to talk to you about um, not necessarily how things appear, but what it really takes to get there. We've had some really interesting conversations as of late and as part of what we want to eventually bring to you, by the way, um, just about what it takes to make it, what it takes to get there. You know, what are those things that after a, a couple of decades of doing this, what have we learned and what have we seen? So we've been kind of in that mindset. And then I had um, kind of a full day of running around yesterday and an uh, encounter with a really lovely woman um, Hoped it helped to open my eyes to uh, look at look at my life in a different way, and I always love when those kinds of things happen. I always pay attention to the people that I cross paths with, not for the obvious business reasons, but way beyond that. Just what do they have to bring to me, and maybe something that they have to say on a particular day or time is there for a purpose. I really believe that that happen, happens way more often than not. So I was at the doctor. <laughs> well, actually, I was at um, an appointment for uh, a mammogram, <laughs> and I was engaging with the nurse there. First of all, I, I was chit-chatting it up with the receptionist, and then I had a really great conversation with the nurse, and she was telling me how... She had just gotten back from Connecticut, and I've never been to Connecticut, but it sounds beautiful, and I think I would love it. So I was saying how I love the East Coast, and she told me that she would spend her summers with her grandfather in Maryland, who had, who had a, a lake house, and it was just really nice to hear her reminisce about something that was really special in her life. And then I told her, you know, that we go to New York quite a bit and we very much like the East Coast. And we had recently gone to Philadelphia for the first time. And we wanted to do more of that, kind of investigate the, the beauty of the East Coast. And through this conversation, she said to me, oh, why do you go to New York all the time? And those are those moments, those happen to us a lot where, you know, what we do and where we do it is kind of odd. And so we kind of keep try to keep it on the down low because it's always a really interesting conversation. I think so many people don't know the world of scouting and model management and that fashion part of, of what we do. So it's always just an interesting conversation. But anyway, I, I didn't Avoided. I was like, oh, my husband and I scout and manage models. And so she's like, well, oh, that's cool. So you spend a lot of time in New York. Yes. Do you get to go to Paris? We do. And it was interesting because on the way to the doctor, it was about a 45-minute drive, and it was so beautiful out. So I had the top down, and I was listening to a Stephen Furtick message, and I was feeling really awesome. And he was 
part of the message that you talked about, which I think all kind of tied all of this together, was um, to don't let things start to feel common in our lives. Just because there's something that we get to do, never um, take it for granted. And every time we go to New York or Paris or experience Fashion Week, trust me, we're constantly reminding ourselves this is really awesome, and we need to, to remember this and always be thankful for it and acknowledge it. So that being said, I'm leaving the doctor's office, and she's standing there waiting to take me back to the reception area, and she was like, oh, I was just telling all these ladies, because all these ladies kind of convening and standing. You know how we like to do that. They were convening and standing and having a conversation, and when I walked out, she said, I was just telling these women, I want to switch lives with you. It sounds really awesome. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. And, um, you know, thank you so much. And then it was one of those moments in your life where, you know, I was walking, I left there, I walked straight out uh, to the parking lot and I looked at my, my cute little car and it was a sunny, beautiful day. And it was out in Winghaven, which is an area that's where we raise the kids out um, in Darting Perry, Lake St. Louis area. And it was just gorgeous. And I let what she had just said to me really resonate in my spirit. And I was like, thank you, God, for how far we've come. Thank you for this life that um, we've been given. And it also made me really stop and think, we say this often, if people only knew what it took to get here. And I know that that's not just our life. I know it's many people's lives, but I think too, having our 20 year anniversary last year, it, it makes you evaluate and think about what it took to get here and to appreciate it and to jokingly say, we all have stuff and, and sometimes our lives can look glamorous on the outside. It was interesting too, because Jeff sent me, um, a post that uh, in Justin Bieber's story where he had put in his story this quote, hey world, that glamorous life you see being portrayed by famous people on Instagram, don't be fooled. Thinking their life is better than yours, I can promise you it's not. And I guess I really appreciated seeing that he had just said that because it also lined up with the reality of, of what our life is, the reality, too, of for the models that really make it to the top, how hard they work. Um, for us, what we've done to get to this point. And so it made me stop to think because I've realized a lot of you like hearing the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You like to hear the stories because hopefully what you'll learn from our stories are things that will help you to stick with it, to have tenacity, to, to persevere, to know that every single journey isn't, um, you don't just end up someplace, you, a lot leads you to that place um, where you can maintain things. So I thought about some points that I wanted to pass on of what took us here. I have seven points. My first one, I kept my passion alive while working other jobs. So in my 20s, I was like the Jill of all trades. I would teach some aerobic classes, and then I'd be doing little fashion shows, and then I also worked at the mall in a regular retail job, and then on the side, I would do, I would make signs for the malls because I always 
I was just always good at doing stuff like that. And at that point, it was something that they needed. So in other words, I I would do different things that help, could help fuel my dream and kept fueling what I was doing, but also the reality of my life of paying my bills. Sometimes people go, oh, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to pursue this only. And, you know, I would just say there's something really great to be said for being willing to do other things to keep your dream alive. Right before our business really took off, after many years of it not, um, it's interesting during that time, a couple of things. First of all, we were just, I had built a business um, in, in network marketing with Arbonne and I had become a regional vice president. It worked out really great because it could complement what I was doing and we could keep doing what we were doing on the side, but we were still struggling. We still financially was sometimes having a hard time making ends meet. And it literally was right before everything took off like a lightning bolt with Carly Kloss. Uh, Jeff was going to take a night job at UPS unloading boxes. Um, and I kind of feel like the fact that he was getting ready to do that and showing the commitment to, I'm going to work really hard to, to do everything that I can do is when it broke the chains off of everything. And all of a sudden that didn't need to happen. We needed to shift focus and we began traveling a ton with her, Jeff in particular. And I think about the importance of him being willing to do the other things to keep the dream alive. Number two, in my early years, I kept my eyes and ears open to new opportunities. So for whatever reason during that time in the, this was right around the time that I discovered Ashton, uh, probably a couple of years before or a year before. And during that time when things really took off with him, I was, uh, the, the local cable company came to me and said, Hey, we want to do this local fashion beauty show. Would you like to, to do it? And we're going to do it live and we're going to do it at the mall. And I'd never done anything like that before, but I've always had the gift of gab. And I was like, I mean, how bad can it be if I fail? <laughs> so I just did it without even truly knowing what I was doing. And again, I feel like that diving in and jumping and then finding your wings is a really good thing to do. And so I did it. And that ended up leading to another opportunity where I would go every Saturday morning on the Saturday morning news on KCRG. It was an ABC affiliate. And um, I would go every Saturday and talk about fashion, what's the latest trends. I literally, there were times where I would figure out what I was going to talk about on the way <laughs> to the news. I don't recommend that, but I, I did because it just came naturally to me, but also it was in being open to something new and different and just diving in and doing it and figuring out what I was doing as I went and not being afraid to allow myself to do that. Um, so I encourage you, number two, to keep your eyes and ears open to new opportunities. Number three, I trusted the still small voice of what didn't feel right. Early on, when I used to go to a modeling convention, pretty early on, I was like, this kind of doesn't feel right. But it was all I knew. And so I was like, okay, well, it's working. And within the concept of what I knew, I felt, don't fix it if it ain't broke. And 
Um, so I kept doing that, but through the years, as it got bigger and we understood the business more and we networked more, we started to feel unsettled about what it was. And so the long story short is we walked away (laughs) at the top of the game of when we were doing really well, we were like, doesn't feel right. Let's start our own events. And that was during the time that we started what was called Genesis. Um, they were, modeling events, um, and that's something that I think really led to other things, and we were able to to have agents travel in from all around the world for a fraction of what it costs to take and travel with models. I think we charged like $500 or something at that time, but um, we knew that we were doing better with what we had. We did the most with what we had. So trusting that still small voice of what didn't feel right led to something that did feel right. Number four, we didn't let failure stop us. Um, Genesis did, we had some great events and very successful as far as placement, development, rave reviews from every agent. I mean, this was during the time where we were placing models left and right. It was very almost volume driven because at that time the industry was kind of more, it was a different place and a different time, but we did that and that was great. And eventually we could feel this thing that it was time to move to a larger market. It was time to move to more opportunity and our Genesis events you know, it wasn't like we were breaking, we were breaking even at best. And during that time we moved to St. Louis. And so we moved in 2001. That was another big step. And that time we became so passionate because there were so many modeling conventions at the time. I would name them, but weekend modeling conventions all over the country. There were three or four different companies do it. Other big giant conventions. So in other words, A lot of people spent astronomical amounts of money to become models. We were so passionate about this isn't fair, it's not the right way. We took what little money we had and invested in, um, it was called Model Truth DVD. We we created a website, we produced this DVD, 10 Ultimate Truths. We were so passionate and excited about the long story short without going into all the gory details, it failed. (laughs) The reality is, up until about last, well, last week, we had 3,000 DVDs just sitting in, in storage that we kept moving around. It's okay. We learned in the process, and that's when the reality of number four, we didn't let failure stop us. I'm thankful that we didn't. Number five, we drew the line in the sand and set out for new things. Sometimes you have to weigh what you're doing and figure out, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Or is there a different way, another way, a way around? So my encouragement to you is sometimes you need to have a come to Jesus talk with yourself of, is this really working? Or was this a season in my time in my lifetime where I learned X, Y, Z, and now I can take what I learned through this and apply it to what I'm doing next? Number six, we believed beyond our circumstances and we spoke out that belief. In the midst of it, we would always say, and these were times when things were beyond tight, You have to read the book to find out because there's so many stories. But the reality was, you know, things weren't easy. And 
but we kept believing and we knew that we were good at what we do. We knew that we had the right intentions. We knew that we were doing things in the right way. We made the decision that we were not going to charge for anything. Long before that even made sense, we just decided this is what we were going to do because we wanted to make such a statement about how we felt like the modeling industry on our side of it um, should function. But we would walk around and go, we're going to find the next American supermodel. We're going to find the next American supermodel. We're going to find the next American supermodel. I am telling you, we would say that like second nature is how many times we tell each other we love each other. We're going to find the next American supermodel to the point of where you forgot that you were even saying it. And I look back now and I know (laughs) that that was instrumental in the reality of discovering Carly Kloss, traveling and managing her for seven years, um, building the foundation of what she is now living. And so I'm, I'm thankful that we confess that. And it was really cool because right after her ascension, immediately thereafter, Katie Fogarty came along and, and then we'd have uh, Lauren Bigelow, and next thing we knew, Grace Hartzell, and the, the story goes on, but the reality was we kept on believing beyond our circumstance, and we spoke about that belief, and we continue to do that today. Now we're like, we're going to find more American supermodels. We haven't yet to begin to discover everybody we're going to discover and manage, and it's so fun to see so many new girls, Alana Arrington and Jay Wright, and the list again goes on and on of models who are doing really exceptionally, and I know that that is rooted in our belief. Number seven, when our world came crashing down, we picked ourselves up and kept going. I will not sugarcoat the fact that when Carly left, it was hard, and it made us... I think the most challenging part for us is that it rocked us to our core of the our values and the way that we maintain doing our business leading with our heart. It made us question, oh, you just can't do that. And, you, can, you know, the reality is, you know, whatever. And it was hard on our kids to see. And the reality is, and again, We've forgiven, we've moved on, life keeps going, and obviously we found great success, and we learned so much in the process of our work with her that has lent itself to every other model since, but the point is, number seven, when the world came crashing down, we picked ourselves up and kept going. If you find those times in your life where you feel like your world is crashing down, you have to allow yourself to be hurt, allow yourself to cry, allow yourself, and then, Allow yourself to heal and move on and know that that life has many seasons and many things that unfold. And the reality is for you, for all you dreamers or anybody out there that's aspiring to things, keep going. Don't give up. Tenacity is a choice. Perseverance is a choice. And if you keep those seven points, number one, keep your passion alive while you're doing other things. Number two, keep your eyes and ears open to new opportunities. Number three, trust the still small voice of what doesn't feel right if you need to make some changes. Number four, don't let failure stop you. Number five, draw the line in the sand and set out for new things every once in a while. Do an assessment. It's really important. Number six, believe beyond your circumstances. Do with what you have the most that you can. And that's a beautiful place to be in. And number seven, when disappointment comes, don't let it stop you. I hope this has been a really encouraging message to everybody. And this makes your week start off 
wonderful. It's been fun to, to share kind of a little taste of our journey. Make it a great week and I'll talk to you next Monday.